he ordered a slice of cheesecake and I had water and I'm sitting there watching him joyously eat this cheesecake while I'm like trying not to panic. <laughs> That's how you know you're marrying a doctor, guys. Oh yeah, you tell, yeah, cause <laughs> I got this, don't worry. She's not gonna die on my watch. <laughs> Welcome to Woken Pretty, the podcast where we dive headfirst into the juiciest slices of pop culture and the freshest toppings of current events. I'm Mira, an ex-corporate baddie that wants to do good in the world but can't stop talking. I'm Min, a corporate escapee turned podcast producer with a knowledge of random facts and thoughts on everything. Welcome, friends. Get ready to be swept away on a roller coaster ride through the latest entertainment headlines, celebrity escapades, and the trendiest tidbits lighting up our screens and feeds. Each week, we'll be dishing out our takes on the most buzzworthy happenings, from Hollywood glam to viral internet sensations and everything in between. Whether you're in the midst of your morning routine, stuck in traffic, or just need a laugh to brighten your day, Woke and Pretty is here to serve up a piping hot slice of entertainment goodness. So... Buckle up and brace yourselves because we're about to mix up the perfect blend of pop culture and current events zest right here on your favorite podcast platform. Don't miss a single episode because with Woken Pretty, the party's just getting started. Let's dive in. Hey guys, it's Miran Min. Welcome to Woken Pretty today. Hey. Got something fun for you. Oh man, I'm really- It's always fun. Up. What are you talking I- about? I know, but sometimes we laugh, sometimes we're a gasp, excuse me, a gasp, whatever, at some of the stories that we do. And the other type of things that I like to read when I peruse the internet is those feel-good stories. I feel like sometimes you need those types of things to- Remind us that humanity the- is, hu- is we're all human <laughs> and that we're nice yeah, people. Yeah, I mean, with everything no. horrible happening in the world, which I don't want to get into, it's nice to turn- a bad egg into something. You know what I'm saying? So I think for this episode, we're going to talk about this really cute story I found online, guys. It just happened. Today it was published on People Magazine. Actually, yesterday. Look, People Magazine is also struggling to find things to talk about this week, apparently. Everybody's talking about Travis. Sometimes I like talking about celebrities, but sometimes it's nice when we don't have to talk about celebrities. Let's be real. Agreed. Agreed. The only thing happening in celebrity world right now is the Friends cast and their reactions to Matthew. Oh yeah, they finally one of them did a a special post about that. That makes me sad. They're sad. Wait, before we dive into the Friends story, I'm gonna no, I don't want to talk about it. Sorry, not the Friends story, but a feel good story. I'm gonna give Mira a quick update. I watched Mean Girls last night, as (laughs) per your request, and it was a really good movie. But a part of me, like, watching it now felt very triggering <laughs> about how it was, like, in high school. That's because you're also a parent. I know. I know. It's a difference. I really, it really, you look at it very differently as a parent. When I look at them doing the Jingle Bell Rock moves, I'm like, mm-mm, no, you will yeah. not do that. But back then, I was like, that's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But after I watched Beat Girls, we watched Seventeen again. I love that movie. I know, right? Matthew Perry. But he was only in it for 10 minutes. Do you know he was going to do a life story and he had asked Zac Efron to play him? <gasps> you didn't know that? No. Yeah, because you know he had his book and so he wanted to do a movie about it. I wonder if Zac Efron would do it now. I think Zac Efron had said, yeah. 
but it just hadn't gotten to that point. But it's going to get to that point now. Somebody's going to want to do it. Even maybe. a lifetime movie. <gasps> if Zach Efron's in it, it's not a lifetime movie. It's a Netflix movie. Let's be real. Also true. Yeah. All right. Let me talk about this cute little story. Okay. It's like a minute long, guys. It's about a loyal dog being reunited with his family, with her family, after surviving for 10 weeks next to the owner who passed away during a hike. Aww. It makes me so sad. Anyway, so this dog, her owner was 71 years old. They went on a hike and they went on the hike on October 30th. I know. So anyway, they're in Colorado. The dog spent 10 weeks in the wild waiting to be reunited with her family. It's a cute little Jack Russell Terrier. We'll tag the notes. I just, it's a hunter. A local hunter found the body and found the dog. The dog stayed with the body. I love animals. Why do we mistreat animals? I just so cute. Dogs are, if you've never had a dog, you don't know what you're missing out. But basically, wherever he was trying to hike, wherever the owner was trying to hike, something must have happened. He died of hypothermia and the dog stayed with this body the entire two weeks. And there was thousands and thousands of hours that were spent looking for him and this dog. And of course, when you're in Colorado in the wilderness, like it could be anywhere. Especially for, it was a Jack Russell Terrier, you said? Yeah. They're like cougars and like bears. How long was this dog beside the body? You said Sweet. 10 days? <gasps> I don't even know it must what the dog starving too. It must have been so I mean, sad. I don't know if it was starving. It was in good health. The veterinarian checked it out or checked her what out. What did it eat? Oh, I always see hunter. those videos. It's true. I always see those videos of, I'm sure you've seen them too, of the dogs who did service with somebody else, especially when they're in the military together. And then their handler passes away and they're lying by the grave. Oh, like those are so sad. I tear up every time I hear military stories or I see hopeful reunited families with military personnel because I have family members in the service. And so it just, uh, I hear stories of like bad things and just seeing good things and and seeing the loyalty that dogs are just amazing. Mm -hmm. I'm not getting a dog for a long time. My dog died last year. He was 16 years old. My grandmother had him for the longest time. I let her keep him when she moved to Florida because my grandfather had, long story guys, but my grandfather had passed away. He had lung cancer. And this dog, when I moved into Manhattan, stayed with my grandparents and helped him through it. He would only wake up in the morning to walk my dog. And the the rest of the time he was just bedridden. And then when he passed away, my grandmother had nobody. She used to have a full house and she had nobody. And then I let her take him to to Florida with her because she had this house. It was three bedrooms. It had sliding doors that went into the backyard. Like in every room, he was going to have a happier life than staying in a Manhattan apartment with me. And obviously as a young person, I would have to pay expenses for the dog, like doggy daycare, because he's in a Manhattan apartment. And I would obviously love having him with me, but I realized that she needed him more than I did, especially after my grandfather passed away. So I did that. I continued to pay the bills for many years until the very last minute. I would send things to her house and I would give her money at first about the dog to pay to feed the dog and things like that. So I took care of all of the needs of the dog, but she got all of the daily gratification. And when I would see him, I, God, I love my dog. 
but he did pass away and I was really hard. And I actually just told my husband the other day, I was like, we will not have a dog again. Maybe I'll change my mind, but maybe when my kid's like 12 or 13, but I do not want another dog. I like the freedom. If my kid's getting older, I'm going to have that freedom to travel and do whatever I need to do. I don't have to think about boarding a dog. I don't think about if you're sick and you can't tell me what's wrong. It just was, I don't want to do it, but I love seeing dogs. My, my, one of my best friends is a veterinarian and God, this is such a sad story. This is what I didn't want to get into. She wanted me to have a dog. And my husband was like, I would love a golden retriever. And she had this dog that was given to the, the clinic. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes people just leave their dogs. Yeah. And it was a six month golden retriever. This was <sighs> even so pre-child. And yeah, it was like 2018. And she was like, we had just talked about this. Do you want this dog? Mm-hmm. And I said, absolutely. And she's like, we well, obviously have to check him out. Oh, check her out. Her name was Daisy. And we have to do the surgery on her. But after that, you can take her home. Great. I was going to meet her the week after because they had postponed the surgery. I was like, let me just meet her and whatever. There was a waiting list for this dog because people just fell in love with this dog. The dog was like the mascot of the hospital um, because it stayed there the whole time because it was one of those things. And then unfortunately, when they went to do the surgery, I was getting updates and she was like, we all cried, but we had to put the dog down. The damage internally was so severe The dog was not going to have a good life. It was going to be in pain all the time. I cried. And I was like. I don't believe you. I met too. About a dog I've never met, but had so many pictures, videos. I, no. And then I told my husband's mom, my mother-in-law, when she had come over for that Christmas, it was around Christmas time in 2018. And she ended up buying me from Crate and Barrel or Pottery Barn, one of those fancy schmancy stores where the ornaments are too expensive. It was a golden retriever with a Christmas tree on the back. And so now I have that ornament and I always think of this dog. Okay. Very next year I got pregnant. So I was like, okay, this replaces a dog. Like I can't do it anymore. Yeah. I can't. Okay. It's much harder to have a toddler and a puppy. Yeah. And at this point, I don't even know if I want a puppy unless my kid is going to be able to train it and take care of it. I would almost want an adult dog that can just lay with me and watch TV or very so much amazing. easier though. Like I'm, I'm with you. Awa, he is 12. Um, we this felt, makes sense for you. This makes we, sense. It, he does make sense. He's a, he was, he's also, well, before pandemic, he used to be fine with being quote unquote left at home alone. Now he gets separation anxiety because I'm always mm-hmm. home now. And he used to be very good at traveling. That has also gone out the window. He, the last time I took him on a flight, he chewed through his carrier. <laughs> he's been banned. From Air Canada. Oh, my bad, Air Canada. Banned? My dog got banned, not dog? me. Because he chewed through it because he was super anxious being in. I probably didn't help the cause either because the last time he flew, we were, it was towards the end of the pandemic. And the pandemic really changed dogs, right? Like they don't understand why you're home all the time and they get excited that you're home all the time. So when you go out, they really don't understand. So he, and he always had a little bit of separation anxiety, but I think that's the pandemic just made it worse. But before, I'm a good dog mom, okay? So before y'all come judge me, my girlfriend had messaged me because she took her dog to Hawaii when her and her husband went and spent a couple weeks in Hawaii. They took their corgi with them. That's cute. Again, her and her specific corgi, I'm not saying all corgis, but this specific corgi is a little psychotic. And she was oh. really worried. 
to give you an idea. She was really worried that he wouldn't survive the flight, but she really, they really wanted to take him. They just didn't trust anybody else. The only other person that they trusted wasn't available to watch him. So she, so I just went and got him like a gummy and she said, I gave him half the gummy and he passed out the entire time and I never had to worry about it. I was like, oh, this sounds smart because Simba's already- kind of gummy? A CBD yeah. gummy. Okay, what happened to a good old Benadryl tablet? <laughs> Benadryl tablet. Anyways, I gave my puppy on the way to BC a quarter of a gummy because he is only five pounds. And the guy at the gummies at the dispensary said, you know what you should do? Try it the night before, see how he reacts to it. And he's like, you'll probably get a body buzz, but I think you'll know. And then you'll know if it's worth like giving him the other quarter for the flight. Unfortunately, I have a very smart chihuahua and he was like, nah, you did this once, you are doing this again. So he refused to take the gummy. So he chewed through his carrier on the flight because he didn't understand. And we had crazy turbulence. So he didn't understand anything that was going on. Did he like bark or yip the entire flight? No, he did. No, he did whine. He whined for most of the flight. Yeah. But then he realized, and then he was like, you know what? I'm not playing these games with you anymore. He's forgetting. If I could figure out a way out, I'm going to get out. So he got out. So I had my dog when he was like skinnier before Florida. I used to take him with me and I took him to Florida the first time to visit some family members and he whined the entire time. And I did give him Benadryl as per the veterinarian and the, and the amount. And he refused to fall asleep until we got there. And he was just like the entire flight. And people must have complained because at one point the stewardess came over. Yeah, stewardess came over. And was like, hey, do you want to sit in our, my jumper seat and just hold him or whatever? Because we're not allowed to take oh. him up. You're not allowed to take dogs out of the carrier. But like in this area, like no one can really see it. I'll allow it. And so I did for a while and he was fine. And when I put him back and he kept crying, but I was like, I'm not going to sit here the whole flight. And stupid me, I should have just done it. But I, I don't know. I just, that was unfortunate. <laughs> like he just did not fall asleep. And then when we got there, he like capped out. And I was like, dude opposite day is not today like, they will if they, they want to fight it they will fight it dogs are just smart they oh, know yeah. when you're sad they know when you need they, they're just so intuitive and it takes me back to humans we also know this but we choose to ignore it we let everything distract us but their instincts are so strong and so spot on they know when and you say dogs know when they don't like somebody and it's because and they're usually right let's be real come on yeah maybe one day I'll get a dog I just I'm a dog lover but I'm I didn't grow up with dogs but that was my one and only I would love a golden retriever those things are freaking cute I get down the tiktok golden retriever hole all the time I know but they shed so much hair everywhere and I actually am allergic (laughs) yeah that's amazing what you'll do you'll be like yeah it's it's, it's tempting fate I'm Uh, with you I am allergic. My dog was quote unquote hypoallergenic, but I still had issues. But a golden retriever, there's no going back. I would have to get the butt injections, like the steroids or something. Oh yeah, like daily or weekly. No, fun, fun Thanksgiving story, guys. My first Thanksgiving where I met my husband's family, we went to Ohio for Thanksgiving and his sister, whose house we were staying at, who usually hosts Thanksgiving, she had this huge husky dog and his, na- his name was Sitka. And she had two cats at the time as well. I walked in there, didn't say that I was allergic because I didn't really think about how allergic I was because I didn't really have a dog. And then my dog happened to be a hypoallergenic. So it was like not really a huge thing. 
dude, I could not breathe after the first day and she had vacuumed and everything after the first day I had to actually, she's a doctor. I had to go into her medical practice and get a steroid shot. And let me tell you something. She's okay. And then she like looked at me and she's going to have the nurse do this because you get it on your butt. Yep. Uh, yeah. So she had her nurse come in and do it for me because she was about to do it. And she's, oh, wait, <laughs> um, we're not comfortable. eh? like those shots. I've never had them except for that time, but it made a a world of of difference. It made a world of difference. And I walk with with allergy medicine when I go to, to, when I travel and stuff, because I have to, I also am deathly allergic to certain fruits and I need to have certain places when I travel. Yeah. You got to carry that EpiPen in tropical places. You don't know what they feel with those tropical foods. They also don't understand what allergies are, right? If you ever go back, like I've, Anybody who goes to Thailand and you tell me you have a peanut allergy, they literally will look at you and be like, we don't understand what you're talking about. Peanuts are in everything. Good luck surviving there. Wow. You don't have a peanut allergy, do you? No, I don't. But I will say that I, when I first went back home to Thailand, I was starting to develop my pineapple allergy. And the are you allergic to pineapple? Yeah. Me too. Well, okay, hold on though, girl. You might be only allergic to the Hawaiian ones. Those are very different than the Asian oh. ones. No, all of them? No. Oh, okay. Then never mind. Because I go back home and I can have the pineapples there and I'm fine. What do you mean you're fine? Well, okay, what happens when you have Hawaiian pineapples? And could it be you're not allergic to pineapple, but you're you're allergic to whatever they put in them? Yeah, like, it's probably like the growth. GMO and like the growth. Yeah, it's a it, the soil even sometimes, the pesticides, yeah. whatever they're doing to their pineapple specifically. But like my tongue will swell up and then my whole lip will swell up and then I'll not be able to breathe. And it happens relatively quickly yeah same girl same. wow yeah. look how alike we are i've never met kind of allergy i don't, don't they make fun of you too my girlfriends who are ethnic will make fun of me they're like how's an ethnic girl this grows back home and i was like yes and back but back home they're tiny they're like this big they look like apples i will never test it it's very different when I go back home because my my when I went back home and I was telling my mom I was starting like I was starting to develop this allergy I was like she you got even tested tested before coming that. back and oh. she said she was honestly like you know what it probably is it has nothing to do with you being allergic to pineapples you're probably allergic to the Hawaiian ones she's like, take a small bite of this one I Benadryl in my purse if worse comes to worse we'll go take you to the hospital and we'll go get you a steroid shot nothing happened nothing. Same with jackfruit. So if I buy, if I get jackfruit at the store here and it's already peeled and all that stuff, I will get very sick within a matter of an hour. I'll start throwing up. Wow. But if I go home and let my cousins pick up jackfruit and they cut it open right in front of me and I eat it quote unquote right off the vine, I'm perfectly fine. So something happens along the transport time because they have to pick it so early and yeah, don't tempt it, but definitely it might be that one thing. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I'm gonna attempt. I've had the, I've had the reaction for a really long time growing up, which is mm. in the Caribbean, so I know it's fresh. And then when I came to the U.S., obviously I, I always had it. I always got itchy and weird. The and as time, well, as time went on, it just got worse and worse. And then when I was in college, and I'll never forget this. It was my sophomore year into junior year. I was spending time in upstate New York, and I was at my boyfriend's family's house. And I was with his brother, who I was close to, and literally cut up an entire pineapple. It could have been a Hawaiian pineapple. I don't know, probably. And we're eating it. And I was like, your mouth, when you eat too much of it and your mouth gets itchy. And he was like, no. And I was like, yeah. And your tongue gets itchy and it starts swelling up. And he goes, 
what? And he literally got up, slapped it away from my hand. He was like, you're effing allergic. And I was oh like, my God, that's what? So funny. You're, I love that. Isn't that so funny? That's exactly what I said to my sister. And I was like, I didn't know what an allergy like, you get that like itchy, allergy. tingly feeling? And she was like, wait, what? And I was yeah. like, yeah, like when you eat a pineapple and then your tongue starts to get like weird. Your sister, the nurse. Like, yeah, my sister, the nurse. And she was like, no, Min, that's an allergy. And I was like, mm, is yeah, it? No, pretty sure. Yeah, no, it was. <laughs> that's what you think it's supposed to. To be fair, I've had it all the time. So I didn't know any different. Yeah, so you, yeah. And allergy is not a thing where I come from. So anyway, next time has gone on. One of the breaking points in my relationship when I first started dating Greg, and I really thought I was going to break up with him, was I thought thought that he deliberately lied to me about pineapple being in a smoothie (laughs) he was having. Meanwhile, it was his smoothie that he ordered. Oh, God. It got delivered. This is Manhattan. So, you know, you get delivered, things delivered. It came, got delivered. I took a sip of it. Okay, I took a sip of it. And then I accused him of trying to poison me or kill me and he was like no there's no pineapple in this and I looked at the smoothie he ordered and sure enough it did not have pineapple and I was like I don't know what to tell you I'm having an allergic reaction and you caused this but it obviously is the place's fault maybe they touched a knife or something it's that sensitive long story short that same week I realized I was allergic to kiwi as well Mm -hmm. it's the same oils Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. But I used to buy kiwi, slice it in half and just like, scoop it out with a spoon, eat it like that, like no problem. And all of a sudden I couldn't eat it. And I had the same reaction. I was like, oh, and I went back to that same menu and sure enough, there was kiwi in there. And I was like, damn it. He was telling the truth. I guess I'm glad I didn't break up with him. Um, but oh, yeah, actually, your whole life would have been torn to crap right now. <laughs> I know, but the pesticide situation or whatever they put in there, I've had some allergic reactions to cantaloupe and some other fruit fairly recently and I've never had reactions to those before and I think it's because of that I think it's we what are they changing need. how we grow our food and yeah and the so and the what we're taking out of the ground isn't necessarily being put back into the ground right so so to do that we have to artificially put that stuff back into the ground to make sure that we're getting the same produce that we used to get before unfortunately doing so is not what our bodies are meant to do like we're not meant to break down all of those chemicals so yeah, you're probably, I'm going to, I'm going to say that us and the next generation are going to develop newer allergies that we probably didn't know would have existed. Yeah, for sure. Look at how we consume things. Anyway. Yeah. So look at you. I've never met somebody with my, my pineapple. Yeah. Allergy. Look at us. Yeah, yeah. Right? Kiwi too. I'm allergic. That's funny. Kiwi. Cause it's the same oil. Oh, it's the same. It's the same. We are. Guys, just a reminder, Min and I have never met each other physically. No. We met online and we're doing this podcast. How funny. It's like where we were meant to be. It's true. Wow. It's look at so us. Funny. We're awesome. I know. This is a feel good episode. I don't know if I feel good about having an allergy and now that the world who listens to this know how to kill me. But I will say I'm glad it is something like that. And I live in a place where that's not always around. Uh, peanut allergy, a tree nut allergy. I was really scared to have a kid in this world and maybe they would have that. That is so scary to me. I read about people with egg allergies and like they would get pizza and like they would have egg wash. And like, I've heard mm-hmm. about a guy dying in the train trying to get home because he's stuck on a train and he basically died after a night out in the city because yeah. he got a slice of pizza with his friends and it had egg wash on it. Yeah. Like, you know what else I found that like people didn't know about? So if what? you don't know this guy's, the EpiPen doesn't save your life. 
So if you have to jab your friend with an EpiPen, it literally only buys your friend time to get to the hospital yeah. for another injection. No, but it it's does not- save their life because it creates that, that chemical that you need to open up the airways. Yes, but it doesn't necessarily quote unquote, stop it, stop it yeah. which means oh, of course. it's only buying you time to get to the hospital. So really, yeah. the minute you jab somebody, you need to call 911. Preferably, you still, like, you, well, you, yeah, you still got to call them. Yeah. I carried an EpiPen around with me when I went to Fiji and like when traveling mm-hmm. to New Zealand, different places I, I carried around. I don't have one now. And I actually feel like I need to get one. But here's my question that I'll ask you as a mom. Mm-hmm. My kid doesn't have an allergy, but I feel like I should have one just in case around. No, you probably know this too but the first time that the allergy develops isn't necessarily life-threatening it's to your body has a mechanism to show you what you're allergic to is that a fact that makes sense yes so for instance if he got stung by a bee the first sting would be worse than what if somebody else got stung by a bee for sure so that it shows that his body is allergic to the bee sting but he wouldn't necessarily die from said bee sting my husband has suggested that we take our three-year-old to the allergist and have him tested. And I was like, you know That's- what that test is though? I did that before. Oh, God. He, yeah. It's, I feel like he's a little young. He yeah. Knew. Your, your husband's mm, a doctor no. who would know. But no. to me, that seems very, that seems a little dramatic for a three-year-old at this point, because <laughs> it literally, guys, it's your entire arm. It's your whole right? arm. And they yeah. like inject your whole arm. I don't think um, I can sit. I don't know how parents with sick children. And I hate to say that my sister has a daughter and she has asthma and she's in a, she was in a hospital a lot when she was really young. And it used to make me cry to see this little girl in like a kitty bed when she was like so tiny compared mm-hmm. to the kitty bed. And just, it's just hurtful. And anyone who's listening that knows a child that has cancer or any kind of anything, it's hard. And I just don't want him to be in that situation. But at the same time, like if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I don't want to know it'll happen. But this was a conversation we had two weeks ago. He was like, we should just take him to see. And I'm like, no. Again, he would know better than I would, but ask him because I'm positive. No, dad is always about prevention. That's his whole thing. But again, like our bodies are still meant to survive. So I I, I don't think you need to worry about it because his body's going to show if he's allergic to it. And then you'll be able to put parameters in place. I was scared to introduce him to fruits, certain fruits, obviously, and peanut butter and things like that. We made made it a point to take it very easy and be both be around. And we we were very cautious about those things as he was mm-hmm. getting older. And he's had pineapple, but not fresh pineapple. Yeah, he has. Yeah, he has. And he hasn't had an allergy. Thank goodness for that. But anyways, yeah. yeah. Oof, oof, this got heavy for me, guys. We were supposed to do feel good. I mean, I still feel good. I like that. I like that little cute story. It's a little sad because his owner died, but he got, he survived too. And he had his family and dogs are resilient and we love Mm -hmm. dogs. We love children. We clearly don't like pineapple and kiwi on this podcast. So yeah. But don't worry, I listen to enough true crime podcast. If something happens, I'll be my first thoughts with you. Uh, Oh my God. Take care of it. Oh my God. Do you know, as a gift one time, I got a pineapple stuffy, like a stuffed animal, like stuffed pineapple. I love pineapples in general, like the way they look, like always wearing a crown. Like those things are cute. And I grew a little pineapple. I don't know if I ever told you. I grew a pineapple in my apartment. Yeah, it was freaking, I got a pineapple tree in my apartment. I've got Um, a little pineapple. It had a little pineapple on top of it. Okay, look, 
as a person who's had many reactions to pineapple and has gotten stronger as the years have gone by, what I used to love, which was pineapple and the sweetness and the fruit, and I could eat like a whole one. I associate that as a negative thing now. Oh, no. I can immediately tell a tropical juice would have it in there. Like I could immediately tell and just spit it out. Like no. that's how you know you're like crazy allergic though. Yeah. Like I associate that flavor and that taste and that word with horrible negative things. I was in London one time with my husband and I was with my college roommate and her husband. They had just gotten married and we went to the wedding and then they wanted to have dinner with us before we left. And so they did. And we had a wonderful time, went to a Peruvian restaurant and I'll never forget this. I had ceviche, didn't have any pineapple or anything in it, but there's some sauces. And I was like, oh, I think it's fine. I wasn't sure. So I was picky about it. By the end of the dinner, when we said goodbye, we're in West End by the theater district. She crosses the street with her husband in one direction. We cross the other direction to go to our hotel. We're waiting for the light men. And I'm talking and all of a sudden I realize my tongue has swollen twice the size. I didn't have pineapple, but it must've been in something that I didn't taste. My throat was closing in. Like, I'm literally like, bleh, bleh. and I just was like, and he was like, what's wrong with you? And I, and I freaked the hell out. And I know I always put Benadryl in every single purse that Ooh, I have. Smart. Oh yeah. I would get them and break it apart mm-hmm. put it in a purse. Even if it's expired, it still has something in there, but yep. I do. I used to do it every six, eight months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had a purse with me and I was like, there has to be a Benadryl in here. But there was a Boots, which if you've been to London, that's their pharmacy, basically. Yeah. Or like a convenience store or whatever. And so I go in there and I look everywhere and I'm, I start to panic. And he's he went and he asked and they did not have allergy medicine. Mm. I sat on the floor, emptied out my purse, emptied out everything in that purse, literally turned it upside down, trying Shaking. to find. Yeah. And I found one shove it in my mouth, put everything back. People looking at me like I'm crazy. And then he was like, what do you want to do? And I was like, I'm about to, for you to figure out how to call an ambulance. Yeah. I need to know the number. Ever since then, I've never not known the number of emergency, of the emergency services in a country that I've been to because of this situation. So we went to a pay phone. Meanwhile, I'm still feeling this. It's getting worse. Mm-hmm. Benadryl, I'm like, I don't know if it's going to work at this point. And he's, I have the number. There's a phone right here. Like we can call. So just tell me one. And I was like, I need to give the Benadryl a minute. Like I need to let it work. So we went and sat in a restaurant. This is the part that gets crazy. The restaurant was closing, but they let us sit. He ordered a slice of cheesecake and I had water. And I'm sitting there watching him joyously eat this cheesecake while I'm like trying not to panic. That's how you know you're marrying a doctor, guys. Oh, yeah. you tell, Yeah, because he's like, I got this. Don't worry. She's not going to die on my watch. You know what he said to me after we Literally, he probably situation. said, you won't die on my watch. No, he was like, no, I just would have cut your throat open. Oh, my God. Okay. And I was like, what are you, Grey's Anatomy? You're not a surgeon. And he was like, yeah, but how hard is that? I just have to give you room to breathe. So he was like, I would have just cut your throat open, which is why it was good that we went to the restaurant. What? Oh my god! This how horrific! Dark, fast. I was, what? but I was like, but how would you? What would you have used? He was like, if I had vodka to, it would have been a pen. Nice. He said it would have been a, it would have been a pen that was in your purse, or we're at the restaurant. I would have gotten a knife. Oh, this is god. why he was calm, man. 
but he's never done this before i'm assuming but he's like how hard is it it's just it's how this. hard no honey he's had some form of it before yeah he's done surgery they have to like, expose oh, them to it right but even still like dramatic serial killer <laughs> shit <laughs> Uh, anyway anyway guys i married it i married it and i survived the benadryl worked i survived well, mr greg i'd like you to know that if my girl goes missing you're suspect number one. <laughs> oh my god you don't want to hear what he says about things like that he's if i ever had to kill a person i'm a doctor i know how to kill it where they wouldn't detect i don't think it's listen they all think that right they all know that they can what well, is, this is why they the hippocratic oath yeah he's a really good person but they do have to use a lot of bodies to learn yes. like when they're in medical school so they know what to look for how to look for things obviously you have to get medical training to be a mortician and all that stuff or the one that like what's the person that does the autopsy yeah mortician yeah that's what i thought okay yeah so you have to have some kind of medical training for that so anyway i actually think you have to have a medical degree oh the rheumatics that happened we really did take a dark turn. There goes our feel-good story. Yeah. There goes our feel-good story. Damn. Way to join us for the feel-good episode, guys. Oh, guys. Feel-good episode. What a beautiful dog finding its way home after Don't two weeks in the wilderness, learning about me and Min and our allergies. My superhero husband that will cut my throat open with a pen. All of the things. All of the things. Oh. Very Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. <laughs> all right guys thank you so much for listening to awoken pretty we do appreciate it because clearly you could tell we are just having fun and talking so hopefully you had fun with us do us a favor and subscribe to our podcast if you're listening on youtube if you're on apple spotify or anywhere subscribe and then obviously follow us on social media send us your comments we are at woke pretty podcast and we are we're here for it guys yeah thank you so much talk to you soon Okay. Bye. Bye. And that's a wrap on another captivating episode of Woke and Pretty. We hope you had just as much fun as we did diving into the depths of pop culture and current events. Remember, you're the heartbeat of our podcast. Your support, your comments, and your enthusiasm keeps us fired up and ready to bring you more pop culture goodness each week. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you never miss a moment of action. We'd love to hear your thoughts, suggestions, and even your own pop culture discoveries. Connect with us on social media at Woken Pretty Podcast on Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. We're always thrilled to chat with fellow pop culture enthusiasts. Until next time, keep riding those pop culture waves, stay in the know with current events, and most importantly, keep embracing your woke and pretty self. Thanks for joining us on this wild ride. And remember, the conversation doesn't stop here. So until we meet again, Keep spreading the woke and pretty vibes.